Hey, this is Stuart Bitcoin Fi, and I wanted to share a few thoughts with the recent drop in the whole crypto market in Bitcoin. And if you haven't heard, there was kind of a big thing with this uh, couple of coins that are part of the same project and ecosystem. It's called Terra and Luna. And there are so many people that understand all of this and what happened so much better. So I will probably link a few things on that. But to make a long story short, this guy named Doquan made these coins. There was an algorithmic stable coin that was supposed to keep a one-to-one -one with the dollar. So just it doesn't fluctuate. It's just supposed to be equal to a dollar. And then they had this other one called Luna, which I believe is a Ethereum competitor or also like a Solana type coin where you can build smart contracts and do different things like that. And there was this big thing where there was this organization called the Luna Foundation Guard where they are supposed to basically protect and keep things going smoothly with the dollar peg coin, Terra. Its uh, ticker is UST. But if you look at it, it's it's not gone well. And they actually were somewhat collateralized by Bitcoin, at least to some degree. Um, they had billions of dollars of Bitcoin. And anyway, it was a few days ago, but it kind of started dropping um, and causing some problems in the last week where, you know, it fell like into the 90s and the 80s and then it kind of came back up. We're like, okay, maybe this is okay. Well, no, it wasn't. It ended up dipping down into the 50s eventually and then recovering back up again into the 70 cent range. And then it crashed really hard down to about 12 cents. And supposedly they're trying to recover it. Currently it's at 26 cents. So this is bad. If you had $1,000 in this stable coin, because at one point you could earn 20% yield on it with this DeFi protocol, which I had an episode a couple back, episode 31 on DeFi. But basically you could earn 20% on what's supposedly a safe stable coin. Well, if you had $1,000 in that, now you have $260. So it's really, really bad. Um, and then Luna, the one that is supposed to fluctuate, the one that's kind of a, a trading coin, it has fallen dramatically as well. Um, I'm trying to look at it right now, but basically it had a high of about 114 bucks per Luna coin. And right now it is 0. 0.0004. So it pretty much has dropped 100%, like basically gone to zero. It's been lower. It's actually in the last 24 hours up 200%. So I think there's some people joking around about buying it and actually like doubling and tripling their money really fast because it was so low. But um, yeah, it has a market cap of maybe $2.6 I think. So anyway, it's crazy. Overall, I think it's like, between these two coins alone, I think it was somewhere around $40 billion being wiped out. And yeah, this sort of thing kind of happened in 2008 with the financial crisis where Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns went bankrupt. But this is different. There's no government. There's no anything to bail you out. There's no FDIC insurance. There's nothing. It's just a completely free market. So it's kind of hard to make those comparisons. But basically, Bitcoin... 
um, in the last while has been around 38 to like 42% of the whole cryptocurrency market. So that's the Bitcoin dominance. But it's at six months highs, it's around 46% of the whole market is Bitcoin. So everything fell worse than Bitcoin, broadly speaking. Like with stocks, they'll talk about there's a flight to safety away from these growthy tech stocks that are trading at very high valuations to what's known as a safe stock, something that's actually profitable, something that's established and has solid cash flow, reasonable debt, stuff like that, right? Something that's not propped up by cheap lines of credit and hype and future earnings, something that is performing now, stuff like Costco or 3M or stuff like that. Something that's already it has things figured out and going in a good direction, right? So that's the flight to safety. With crypto, the flight to safety is is Bitcoin. So I guess with my whole thought process of what's going on is this is not anything out of the ordinary for Bitcoin. This was kind of a big catalyst. Uh, this whole Luna and Terra blow up just because they had so many billions of Bitcoin. There was a ton of sell pressure. So because the stablecoin was backed by Bitcoin and it lost its peg, um, they had to sell some of their Bitcoin reserves, which added billions of dollars of sell pressure. And then people start freaking out and people have leverage and they also start selling. So it's just more and more and more sell pressure, which caused Bitcoin to crash. You know, it was the high 30s and it crashed as low as 25,000 briefly. And then, you know, right now it's around 30,000. So it's actually held up pretty well, and uh, every four-year cycle, kind of, uh, I have an early episode on the halvening cycle, but it happens every four years, and there is like an 80% drawdown after the big run-up in 2013, after the big run-up in 2017, and we had a big run-up in 2021, and I think we're down about 64% right now. So is there room to the downside to go? Possibly. Uh, there may be room to the upside. Who knows? Right now, um, you might be noticing like mortgage rates have gone from about 3% to 5.5%. Um, basically, the Federal Reserve and the government is trying to slow down the economy, to slow down inflation, and they're trying to do it carefully, just raising rates. So the Federal Reserve controls this, and it just makes debt more expensive. That's why it hurts growth companies that rely on debt and cheap money to grow their business, to, to invest in the in the growth of the business so um bitcoin has had a really high correlation with tech stocks and i think a lot of it has to do with institutions entering the space because in crypto uh well basically you have this concept of risk on versus risk off so when the money is easy and there's consumer confidence and people are feeling good and there's enough jobs there's enough money that people are making risk on right there's room for things to grow. Things are booming. But in a recession, you want to go risk off. At least that's what these hedge funds and these institutions start to do. So I guess, um, you know, like those established companies are risk off companies versus something like a Lyft or Uber or Robinhood or Coinbase or Tesla is considered a risk on company. Uh, I guess Zoom, Peloton as well. Those are kind of like pandemic stocks, but they were considered like, yeah, money's easy to come by. And there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of growth going on here. So we'll give you cheap money, we'll give you cheap capital, and we'll give you cheap debt. Easy to make payments on, but as those rates rise, there's a flight to safety 
a flight to the established stuff and away from the growth stock. So that's why all of the NASDAQ and the tech-heavy stuff has suffered a lot more than your old-school retail businesses. And with Bitcoin, some could say that it is the ultimate risk-off asset, right? It's supposedly safe. It's a fixed supply. There will never be another Bitcoin. You can copy its code, but you cannot copy its mining network, its, its current adoption. There are some things that you can't copy with it. And so you could make a, uh, you know, the argument of whole digital gold thing is that it is the ultimate risk off asset, the ultimate safety hedge, the hedge against chaos, I guess you could say. And for crypto, that's true. But these institutions that are, are treating it like a tech stock instead of treating it like a risk off asset. So institutions are treating it like a risk on asset. So it's just um, like the Bitcoiners are buying and the Bitcoiners are holding. The institutions and other people like traders and new inexperienced holders seem to be the cause of most of the selling. And there's another catalyst where Coinbase has basically said if they go bankrupt, they might take your crypto. You know, this is the biggest exchange saying that if we go bankrupt, your crypto, like we're going to use that to bail ourselves out essentially to to pay creditors so that really scared a lot of people and that's one argument for self-custodying your crypto because you can take it off of an exchange and i think that's a smart thing to do for some of your crypto for some of your bitcoin i really need to cover that in depth a lot more because i'm still figuring it out myself i got a ledger nano s this hardware device that lets me take my my bitcoin and my other uh, cryptocurrencies off of an exchange and basically just take care of them myself instead of an exchange doing that all for me. Um, so I think that's smart to do for some of your crypto and it's but it is technical it's kind of a step beyond what a lot of people new to the space are willing to do. Um, I know I was in a mastermind group for podcasting actually and I got talking with this guy and he actually had been buying for a few years and then he ended up selling as soon as he heard about this Coinbase thing. Now, Coinbase has $6 billion in cash, so the chances of them going bankrupt right now, not very high. They're doing just fine cash-wise, right? And then I was actually on a call today with Spencer Montgomery, and he is the uh, basically the coach that I, I paid for six months. I bought his course, um, and then I got six months of coaching every week, uh, Basically, we had weekly calls that were an hour or two and learned a ton from him. I can't recommend his course and also just it's kind of like a mastermind, I guess. Um, you can pay him 100 bucks a month basically to get insights into the market uh, from someone who's been in the in the crypto space for the last six years, from someone who was paid by Microsoft to research blockchain and and cryptocurrencies and all the technologies that are in the space. So. Uh, he's got he's got some great coaches above him as well. Anyway, really great guy, and um, and anyway he um, and even though I actually haven't been paying for his coaching for the last six months, I kind of feel bad. I personally am actually like cutting pretty hard and trying to save up some cash. But anyway, he is a good coach, and I just kind of figure at this point I'm just buying um, in my choice IRA. I'm just buying. Um, about 500 bucks of Bitcoin a month, plus earning some interest from Celsius, Voyager, and a little bit on Gemini. 
and I need to self-custody. I'm looking at opening up an account at Ledin. But anyway, I'm just basically not doing anything. I'm not selling. I'm not freaking out. Uh, I'm trying to buy a little bit more. I'm also earning some with my uh, BlockFi credit card. And uh, that's a really easy way to earn Bitcoin passively. And I'm looking into some other ways to earn it passively. There are some really cool things that I'm going to be sharing on the podcast and maybe creating some YouTube tutorials on where you can pay your mortgage with this uh, debit card, this prepaid debit card, and essentially get um, Bitcoin back on paying your mortgage. Like You don't get anything for paying your mortgage with a bank draft. And you can't pay it with a credit card. But supposedly there's this way you can do it with uh, this Fold card and with PayPal and earn a lot of Bitcoin back. I mean, not a lot. It depends. I'll explain it. Uh, but that's really cool. There's also a place that you can buy gift cards and get Bitcoin back, like discounted gift cards or something like that. It's kind of similar to a site called Raise.com, but it's called BitRefill. So I will also link about that. There just are some ways that you can earn Bitcoin that are really easy. Even if you, uh, you know, it's not going to really take you out of what you're normally doing. Like you're still going to pay your mortgage and you're still going to shop at Domino, you know, buy Domino's pizza or shop somewhere. So you might as well start earning some Bitcoin back, even if you're not like huge into it. There are some ways that you can make a minor modification in your normal stuff, the normal way you buy and pay for something and still earn some Bitcoin if you don't want to really start allocating money you can earn it passively so i'll share some of that but for now um hang in there and check out spencer montgomery on linkedin and uh let me know if you have any questions or concerns i know some of the people with with a lot of terra and a lot of luna are really having a hard time i think unfortunately there have been uh, suicides from how much money was lost so um once again make sure you get help and I think there's a hotline. Um, I, I know I, I talked about it in my episode with my story. And uh, that was not that far back. So feel free to check that out. And remember that financial independence is doable. And I'll be back with you soon.